once again, and welcome to episode 59 of Bee Boomer Unleashed, Life After High School Part 6, Careers That Require a College Degree. I'm Jerry Lake, the Unleashed Baby Boomer, and I'll be your host today and for all the episodes of Bee Boomer Unleashed. Before we get into today's episode, let me remind you where you can always find us. You can find us at beeboomerunleashed.podbean.com. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play at Be Boomer Unleashed, on iHeartRadio at B.BoomerUnleashed. You can find our link on Facebook, Spotify, and Instagram at Be Boomer Unleashed, and on Twitter at Be Boomer Unleashed One. And as always, we encourage you to drop us an email at BeBoomerUnleashed at gmail.com. That's BeBoomerUnleashed at gmail.com. Share your thoughts and comments with us and suggestions for future episodes. Well, as you know, we've been talking about life after high school. In our first episode in the series, we talked about uh, what was available to baby boomers following high school. In the next episode, we featured an interview with former student Josh Bloss. Then we spoke with Frank Barnett, vocational director at Cabell County uh, Uh, schools, about opportunities available at career technical centers. Then we talked with Tracy McClanahan, who teaches a career literacy class at Barbersville Middle School. And then last week, we talked with Tony Stroud, who's an attorney for Incova Insurance, about careers in law. This week, we're going to talk about what experts are calling the 30 hottest college degrees to obtain in 2020. I uh, did quite a bit of research on the internet, but I found a good spot. And for you parents and grandparents who want a good spot to go to find out about college degrees, you can go to a site called bachelorsdegreecenter.org, all one word, bachelorsdegreecenter.org. And they have lots of information on there about college and college degrees. And that might be interesting for you to take a look at and maybe share some of that with your Uh, son or daughter or grandson or granddaughter, and uh, that might be a help to you. Well, they uh, posted an article on there about the 30 highest paying bachelor's degrees for the future. You know, when uh, I was in college and we baby boomers were in college, I remember sitting in the uh, old main classroom building there at Marshall's campus and looking out the window one October day and making this comment to myself in my mind, if I can ever get out of this hole and get me a job making $10,000 a year, I'll be on easy street. Well, I got out, but my first job in 1973 as a school teacher paid $6,300 a year. Times are a little different today, and uh, there's some great opportunities out there for students who desire to go to college. Now, as we've been talking, not every career requires a college degree, but some do. And we're going to talk about uh, briefly the 30 top paying bachelor's degrees that we can look at in the future. Well, we're coming in at number 30 is civil engineering. Practically anyone who spent time living or working in a big city has benefited from the expertise of civil engineers. You know, their professional responsibilities are numerous and their duties can be boiled down to one sentence. They keep life moving. They're the guys and the gals who keep our highways moving, who design interstates, who design entrances and exits. And wow, if you've ever been to a big city like New York City or San Francisco or Los Angeles, some of the uh, interstates there look like spaghetti and how anyone could ever figure that out. I don't know. Now, they can typically expect an impressive annual salary of around $96,000. That's according to Payscale's college salary report. Now, 
That might not be an entry-level salary, of course, but after they've been working for a few years, that's about the salary range. Coming in at 29 is biomedical engineering. Many engineers work with mechanical devices and components, but biomedical engineers deal with, you know, perhaps the most complicated machine of all, the human body. And uh, biomedical engineering undergraduate degree programs ought to be involved in finding answers to medical problems by creating technological devices and systems that work successfully. So these are the folks that engineer things like prosthetics, pacemakers, replacement organs, all of these things. And uh, they can expect an average salary of around 104000 a year for that degree. At 28 is actuarial science, anticipating future financial trends. That's what an actuary does. They always come with a significant amount of risk. And even skilled economists and business majors, you know, they can't really predict every change in worldwide markets. But fortunately, though, individuals with knowledge of actuarial science can help assess probable scenarios. And, of course, you hear about actuaries in the insurance business. They're the guys and the gals who set the premiums for life insurance or health insurance policies based upon what they know to be the risks to that policy. Now, insurance companies, for example, aren't in the insurance business for love. They're in there to make a profit. So they know if you're 25 years old and you want $500,000 worth of life insurance and they know your health conditions, they can reasonably anticipate how long you're going to live and they set that premium accordingly. So that's what actuaries do and their salaries come in somewhere just below $100,000 on average. Then we talk about number 27, industrial distribution. Now, That might not be something that springs to mind immediately when choosing a career. Uh, But a a degree in this area could be a good bet for the future. In a 2016 survey by Industrial Distribution Magazine, they found that 39% of employers find locating appropriate applicants difficult. As a result, graduates with decent knowledge of industrial distribution may find themselves in good stead when it comes to landing jobs. So these guys and gals are important to large companies, uh, manufacturers and distributors, many different products and goods and services and quality control. So in terms of finance, you can expect something around $107,000 a year. Then we talk about industrial engineering at number 26, though industrial engineering might conjure up kind of images of factories and mechanization, and but students of this discipline needn't find themselves providing over noisy, complicated apparatus in the future. Indeed, industrial engineering majors may be equally well-equipped for careers in banking, the media, or even government, and that's because the scientific and mathematical approaches they learn at the undergraduate level are valuable for a variety of of organizations and they they're the problem solvers industrial engineers are the problem solvers in a business 
and they can expect a salary somewhere around $84,000, $85,000. Then electrical and electronics engineering. You know, a lot of these careers that we're talking about are STEM careers, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And we hear a lot about that today in education. And there's a reason for that is because of all the technology that we have in society today. Electrical and electronics engineering may sound like similar disciplines. Electrical engineering and electronics engineering, uh, they're, they're different on key levels. Electrical engineering, for instance, generally focuses on the generation and supply of electricity and the methods that we get power. You know, there's a lot of different methods that we get power from today. Electronic engineering, on the other hand, is commonly concerned with creating devices and hardware that use the power. So the electrical engineers, you know, they create power. The electronic engineers, they figure out what gadgets are going to use that power. And they can expect salaries of somewhere in the range of 96000 a year. Petroleum engineering. Uh, for prospective students with a love of geology and a talent for building things, an undergraduate degree in petroleum engineering might be a good way to go. Lots of talk today about uh, natural gas, about uh, the oil that we have, the oil reserves we have in this country. And, uh, you know, we uh, have a lot of people involved in the petroleum business and a petroleum engineer is certainly uh, one of those people who is necessary to our economy. Their salary ranges from someone with a bachelor's degree to from $96,000 a year, while mid-career salaries, those who have been at it for a long time, their salaries are somewhere in the $175,000 range. So, Petroleum engineering. Another field that uh, you might want to look at is applied mathematics. Oh, applied mathematics. Everybody, ooh, I hate math. Well, lots of people love math. And like statistics, applied mathematics is a specialized discipline that often overlaps with other spheres of study. For anyone who'd like more in-depth instruction in the field, an applied mathematics bachelor's degree program could just be the ticket you're looking for. Applied mathematics itself has been defined by Northwestern University as the application of mathematics to real-world problems. In other words, how do we use what we learn in math? How do we apply that to the real world? And there's a lot of folks that are mathematicians, just plain old mathematicians working in the industry for, to the tune of about hundred to $110,000 a year. Then we get into the field of physics and mathematics coming in at number 22. And physics, physics and mathematics overlap in a number of important ways. Indeed, several principles of physics, such as thermodynamics, have been developed using methods derived from mathematics. So math and physics, they go hand in hand. And these two disciplines are sometimes combined into dual bachelor's programs. So you would get a degree in physics and mathematics. Most people who are interested in math are also interested in physics. And if you have a penchant for that kind of stuff, then uh, I, I would consider that a good way to go. You know, they could even translate to a career in aerospace, as an aerospace engineer role you know, for which the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported a median salary of 109000 
way back in 2016. And with the new military branch, the uh, Space Force, if you will, uh, there might be a lot of uh, need for careers in that area. Coming in at 21 is statistics, and all those statistics is closely aligned with mathematics, and indeed the subject is typically featured in college math courses. It's also commonly offered as a standalone bachelor's degree in statistics. Now, I, I know I had uh, statistics, inferential statistics, as part of my master's program. And uh, there's a lot of statistics used in a lot of different industries, everything from education to um, manufacturing. There's always a place where you need statistics. And, you know, you see all of these uh, uh, polls that come out, especially during the electioneering season. Well, who does those things? Well, they're statisticians, and those people play an important part. And, uh, you know, you could earn anywhere from, uh, $57,000, $58,000 a year as an entry-level person and making salaries in mid-career upwards of $100,000. Now, here's one, number 20, nursing. Nursing. You know, used to, we thought back in boomer days, all the nurses were females. Well, guess what? That's not so anymore. And there are great opportunities for not only female nurses, but also for male nurses. And anyone considering a career as a registered nurse uh, may want to thank their lucky stars for that role is projected to have the highest growth of any occupation in the U.S. Lots of nurses. We have an aging society. You know, we baby boomers are old. Hey, I'll be 70 this year in July. And the healthcare business is booming. Old people go to the doctor a lot. So I would consider that uh, nursing would be a good choice for a male or a female. And a lot of careers typically command a salary in the $75,000 range. So uh, consider that if you're interested in the medical profession. Coming in at number 19 is just a degree in business. For anyone still chasing that American dream and setting up and running a successful company, uh, may be a way to realize it. And all budding entrepreneurs can certainly learn a lot from a bachelor's degree in business. So if you have an entrepreneurial spirit, if you're one of those that likes to uh, think about running your own business some way, a degree in business would certainly give you a heads up or a step up, if you will, on those who don't have any experience in business. And in business, a business degree, you get lots of things in business. You get accounting, you get management, you get marketing, you get finance, you get all these things in a general business degree. And also, if you're considering a career maybe in law or some other uh, program that requires an advanced degree, a business degree is something that you might want to consider. Then mechanical engineering comes in at number 18, and uh, it's perhaps the broadest and most diverse of engineering disciplines. And, you know, mechanical engineering deals with the conception and construction of, like, individual parts, like for machinery or vehicles or electronic devices. Key to the field is a detailed knowledge and application of physics, so you need to have a strong background in physics, thermodynamics, such as heat transfer. You know, you don't want to build... Um, a device that's going to get hot and have it melt down. So those are the things that you do 
as a mechanical engineer, and your pay is going to be somewhere around 100000 a year. Then finance and economics. While it's perfectly possible to be a major in either finance or economics, you know, there's a definite advantage to studying for a bachelor's degree that combines them both. So get a degree in finance and economics. You know, such a program may not only give undergraduates, say, like a theoretical overview of the worldwide trade of money and many economic models in existence, but it'll also prep you for a working world by teaching transferable marketing skills and management skills. So as a result, finance and economics graduates should be good fits for future roles in banking and insurance. And boy, oh boy, aren't they building a lot of new banks? Aren't they building big insurance companies? So if you're interested in something like banking or insurance, uh, you know, uh, finance and economics is a good way to go. And you're going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of $80,000 on average in that field. Then we talk about another form of engineering, electronics and communication engineering. Wow, we are in an increasingly digitally connected world, and those with electronics and communication engineering know-how are well-placed to find employment. Everybody needs communication devices. Everybody has an iPhone tethered to them in some way or a droid, some sort of smart device, and electronics and communication engineers are going to make that happen. They're good candidates to become future electrical engineers, particularly when it comes to the creation and maintenance of specific devices. So, you know, these electronics, not only the little devices, but there's got to be a way to transmit those signals all over the place, and there are cell phone towers and, you know, uh, microwave dishes and all these things that are involved in communication. And it's certainly a good thing to take a look at if you're interested in that direction. Then, coming in at number 15 is a plain old degree in mathematics. And a lot of folks uh, need mathematicians. Remember, we talked about applied mathematics, and now we talk about um, employees that with a degree in mathematics. We have a lot of companies need people with good heads for numbers and data. And by and large, mathematics majors fit that bill. You know, you could be into market research. Uh, you could be, you know, in uh, even into uh, computer programming, that kind of thing, and a software developer with a degree in mathematics. So a, a, a degree in mathematics is a broad field, a broad spectrum. Now, from my point of view, I would suggest that you do this. If you're going for a degree in mathematics, don't just get an uh, arts and science degree in mathematics. Go ahead and take the few education courses that you're going to have to have and go ahead and get you a teacher's degree as well. And uh, you may even find yourself liking teaching and teaching of mathematics. There's always a shortage of math teachers, understand. But if you don't have that teaching certificate to go along with that math degree, forget it. They're not going to hire you to teach math. You've got to have those education courses too. Then there's a degree in physics. You know, people want to learn more about life and the universe and everything in it. There are few better degree options than physics, and you might find yourself inspired to follow in the footsteps of Albert Einstein. Who knows? Uh, and uh, there's a lot of physics majors that are uh, employed in the space business. 
that business is still booming and and uh, there are internships to be found in, in these places. But, you know, you choose to go to work instead uh, with that degree, uh, you'll find uh, there's a, a boon uh, in spheres as diverse as medicine, education, even law. Whatever physics majors decide to do after graduation, however, you're going to be somewhere in the range of $100,000 for an annual salary. Then systems engineering. Unlike some other areas of engineering, which often concern themselves with developing specific components or pieces of hardware, systems engineering deals with the outcome and stability of the project as a whole. So they take all these little pieces and put them together to design a system and make sure that system operates smoothly. There are systems engineers needed in the petroleum business and the manufacturing sector. Uh, there's all kinds of systems engineering needed out there, and you're going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 120000 on an annual salary. Then we have chemical engineering. Boy, chemical engineers are important, especially when you're in some business like the petroleum business or or um, some chemical business, uh, you know, you don't want to be blowing things up accidentally. So they've got to have chemical engineers on site to take care of these diverse needs. And you're looking at something around 120000 a year. Then we have accountants, those who we affectionately refer to as the bean counters. And every business needs a good accountant. And I don't know whether you've ever paid an accountant to do anything recently or not, but it's about like hiring a plumber. They make big bucks in accounting if you're good at it and you get your bachelor's degree, go ahead and get you an MBA and sit for your CPA, you know, follow that through. But a degree in accounting is certainly a valuable degree as we enter 2020. Then also degrees in finance. You know, when flipping through college brochures, prospective students may come across the word fame, F-A-M-E. This isn't a major in how to become a celebrity. <laughs> Rather, it's an acronym for the intertwined subjects, finance, accounting, management, and economics. And those things all fit together, and many finance programs include all that. And again, finance is what makes the world go round. And this day of complex finance, there's certainly a need for those. Electrical and computer engineering, uh, technological progress has, uh, you know, transformed our world within the past few decades, and certainly that's an important career. You can expect somewhere around 114000 a year for that. Management information systems. Hey, all students need manage uh, a degree in management information systems if you're interested in technology and desire to use technology to improve people's lives. As the statement suggests, uh, management information systems is considerably more of an interpersonal type thing. How do we use this technology? How do we use it to make it valuable? You know, not technology just for technology's sake, but technology to use it. Then computer engineering comes in at number seven, and computer engineers are involved in developing the technology necessary to make the electronic systems work. So there you have it. Computer engineering, you're going to be start out somewhere around eighty, eighty-five thousand dollars a year. Then economics, 
in short, analyzes the financial workings of businesses, and most big businesses have an economist, er, an economist, <laughs> if you will, on staff. So you can expect somewhere around $100,000 in that career. And then we have electrical engineering, and, uh, you know, electrical engineers help us get the power that we need to live day to day. They're the f- people that uh, design massive power grids, you know, windmill farms, uh, All these uh, uh, solar energy, they're the guys and the gals who take care of providing engineering of uh, power supplies for us. Good career, 100,000 or more a year. Computer science and mathematics, as its name implies, a computer science and mathematics undergraduate caters to those who have an interest in computer technology. And my, my, there's jobs out there for those who are sharp in computers. Information technology, while computer science and information technology might sound similar, the IT for short, they seem like similar fields, but there are actually marked differences between the two. For example, computer science focuses on programming. IT focuses primarily on the equipment. So IT guys install the equipment, work on these systems to make them work for the manufacturer or for the business that they're working for. Then the uh, uh, computer science guys, they program it and make it work. And so great career information technology. And uh, you're going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 100000 Number two, as we wrap, begin to wrap things up, computer science and engineering. Computer science and engineering uh, provide a platform for not only the understanding how computers work and using them, but actually designing some of those programs. So computer science and engineering, 116000 a year. And these are the folks that help in manufacturing items that make our life a little bit easier. And finally, number coming in at number one, a degree in computer science. These days, virtually every company on the planet relies heavily on computers to keep their organizations running. If you have a degree in computer science, there's somebody somewhere going to hire you. Well, as I said, most of those careers we talked about today are in the science, technology, engineering, and math. And why is that? That's because there's a big demand for it. And, uh, you know, there are other careers that don't require science, technology, engineering, math, and we're going to talk about some of those too. But I wanted to lay that out for you today, and it might be a help to you as you help your son or daughter or your grandson or your granddaughter in choosing the right degree path. Well, next week, we'll be talking about top careers that don't necessarily require a college degree. After that, we'll talk to some folks about apprenticeships, the ministry, and the military. Then we'll conclude this series with a discussion about the cost of education and the return on your investment for the time and money expended for that education. But until then, have a great week, and may God bless each and every one of you. Goodbye.